You're now listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Our message today was preached by our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff Laird. Have a listen. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to SPC Online. So glad you joined us today. Looking forward to the message. We're in a Holy Spirit series, The Spirit at Work. And today is part two, and I am excited to uh, just to deliver it to you today. Thanks to Eldon and Cheryl for the worship, and thanks for our team who uh, is really doing a great job, and I appreciate it so much. The business of the baptism, the Holy Spirit descended on the day of Pentecost, and that will be talked about next week. But today, I want to kind of set that up and talk to you about what is the purpose? What is the bottom line? What, what, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I want to discuss that with you today. I want to start with Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. And they say this. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. Until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised us this. He promised us a gift. And he told the disciples, in just a few days, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the power that we need from God. Jesus promised the baptism of the Holy Spirit would come. Uh, in fact, he promised it multiple times. He, he said it before he died on the cross. And he said it again after he was raised from the dead. Jesus felt that it was important for us to get this, to hear this, to understand this. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And when you get right down to it, what's at the core of this very important gift that Jesus said that we needed? Like, what's the purpose? What's the point? I want to briefly mention three things today to help us to understand. First, that the Holy Spirit baptism is different than salvation. Second, that it's for you. And third, it's for you to reach others. And we're going to walk through these three points today. So first, it's different than salvation. The book of Acts consistently shows that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, it, it was something that happened after people believed in Jesus. And the normal procedure that you see again and again through the book is that people were saved, they were water baptized, and then they were spirit baptized. Sometimes the water baptized and the spirit baptized happened in a different order, but those three things happen all the time. Saved, water baptized, spirit baptized. All three of these things were a regular part of the early church. Peter points to it at the end of his sermon in Acts chapter 2. 
And then you see it again in Acts chapter 8 with Philip in Samaria. People got saved and then Peter and John were sent there to lay hands on them so that they would receive the Holy Spirit, even though they were already saved. You see it again in Acts chapter 10 with Peter and Cornelius, who was a Gentile and he was saved and water baptized and then filled with the Spirit. You see it uh, in Acts chapter 19 when Paul was in Ephesus. And that one I want to read to you, Acts 19 verse 1. It says this, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. There were already believers, get that. And he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied, we haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. And as soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. They, there were about 12 men in all. So when you read through the book of Acts, you notice this sort of standard operating procedure. These three things would happen. Saved, water baptized, spirit baptized. The disciples were not satisfied with people just getting saved and then being water baptized. They wanted the third experience for all of, their, all of the followers of Jesus. They wanted everybody to have the spirit baptism too. You see, it's like the saying that we can't be satisfied with going to Calvary for forgiveness, but then not going to Pentecost for power. We need both of the baptisms. The early church and the disciples stressed that every believer needs them both. D.L. Moody, there was a story about D.L. Moody, who is a famous pastor, but at the beginning, Moody was pastoring this church in Chicago, downtown Chicago. And, and this is from his own words. He said, my church was dull, not much happening, kind of a boring place to be. And he said, these two older women came up to me and told me that they were praying that I would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, I'm saved already. I have all of the spirit that there is to get. And they said, well, pastor, we're going to continue to pray. And over time, it made him interested and curious. And he began to look into the topic and, and uh, dig into it and to do uh, some study on it. And he got to the point where he said, God, if this is real, fill me. Fill me and baptize me with the Holy Spirit. And he said at that moment, he felt waves of liquid love pour all over him. And he said the next Sunday he got up to preach, everything was different. He said the church was alive, people were getting saved, and things began to happen that did not happen before. In fact, the power of the Holy Spirit continued to grow in and on this man so much so that when it was told, stories were told that when he would walk through the floor of a factory, that the workers would fall to their knees and cry out for God to come. This was what happened to D.L. Moody. Moody was saved, but he still needed the spirit baptism to get the breakthrough that he wanted to see. 
for himself and for his church. So it's different than salvation. Second, it's for you. And this is an important point. The baptism is something personal for you. It's for you. The Holy Spirit, he wants to bring blessing and courage. He wants to give us an enriched prayer life. He wants to do all of these things in us, in you. Like, have you ever felt that you wanted more of God in your life? Have you ever felt like you needed a better connection, like a closer relationship with Jesus, that, that you had a desire, but you just didn't feel you were all the way there? The Holy Spirit is not some impersonal force. It's not, we're not talking about Star Wars. We're talking about the third member of the Trinity who wants a personal encounter with you. He wants to be that person in your life. In Acts uh, verse one, chapter 1, verse 5 that we read earlier, Jesus says, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so he's comparing something that the disciples had previously experienced with something new that he wanted them to experience now. And even John, by the way, knew that this was coming. He said these words in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. He said, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. Now check out what he says here. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The Greek word for baptize literally means to be immersed, to be covered over, to be submerged. And like the water baptism that John was doing in those days when people would be completely immersed in water, Jesus is saying, so I want you to be immersed in him. The Holy Spirit wants a personal, intimate, lasting connection with you. And Jesus is telling his disciples, listen, like John baptized with water, that's how you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be immersed. You're going to be covered. He is going to come in power into your life. See, it's a blessing for you. It refreshes and it blesses. Oh, that's good. I like that. You know, this is exactly what happened in Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost. And our guest speaker, Jason, is going to talk about this next week. But the 120 believers were filled. They were immersed. They were submerged. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. It impacted them so much that the crowd that had gathered there thought they were drunk. And it, it reminded me of a verse in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And it says this, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I was thinking about the connection that he's talking about, don't be drunk with wine. Like when someone gets drunk, they lose control of themselves. The, the alcohol takes over. And when that happens, we, what do we say? One of the things we say is they are, quote, under the influence. That's what we say. And Paul is saying, look, don't get drunk 
with wine. Don't get drunk with alcohol. We, it, it, you will be under that influence and that influence will not be good, will not be positive. You will lose control of yourselves and only bad will come of it. But he says, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And when, when he is in control, when we are under his influence, we become the better for it. See, there's one other thing just before we move on to the next point. Some people, and I hear this, I hear this often when this topic comes up. Some people think that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just not for them. That it's somehow reserved for just a special few. Just, just uh, the ones, you know, uh, that seem to be more spiritual than they are. But let me assure you today, you couldn't be more wrong if you think that. This is what Peter said at the end of his sermon in Acts chapter 2, verse 37 to 39. He says these words. It says, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And then he said to them and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children and to those far away. All, all, say it with me, all who have been called by the Lord our God. So he is for you, child of God. He is for your children. Paul, uh, Peter says, he is even for the Gentiles. He's even for us Gentiles. He's for men, for women, for young, for old, for, for the red, yellow, black, and white. He's for us all. He's for the rich and the poor. He's for the hurting and the broken. He's for the addicted and the suffering. He's for the fearful. He's for the introvert. He's for the extrovert. He is for everyone. It is a gift that Jesus says we need. He is for you and don't think for a moment that he's not. It's difficult sometimes, I know, to wrap your head around the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But it is different than salvation. And I want you to know that it is for you. And you might be listening today and you've written this experience, you've written the baptism of the Holy Spirit out of your life so quickly. And I just want to encourage you today, don't write it off so quick when Jesus stresses how important it is for you. It is for you. Last, the last point today, it's for you to reach others. So it's different than salvation. It's for you. And third, it's for you to reach others. So Acts chapter one, verse eight is a very famous verse. And it says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit baptism is an empowerment for us to take out to bless others. It is for you to reach others. This is a purpose, a key purpose in the baptism. Uh, 
The baptism is something that happens to me and it's also something that happens through me. Come on, that's pretty good. It's something that happens to me and it's something that happens through me. The 120 people who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, they got up and what was the first thing they did? They took it to the streets. They got up and they took it to the streets. It is the power to witness. Peter preaches this incredible message and people start getting saved. It gives us the power to witness. It gives us the power to take the gospel to the world. And like I said last week, the Holy Spirit puts the go in the gospel. We don't have the go without the Holy Spirit. He puts us on mission. See, there was no more waiting. There was no more waiting. Jesus said, wait until the advocate, the comforter, the one, the other will arrive. But after he arrives, guess what? It is go time. Come on now. There is no more waiting. It is go time. It is for you to reach others. It is the power to fulfill the Great Commission. It changed those early believers. It changed them dramatically. And it can do the same for us. I am one of many who can say that my life was dramatically changed after my baptism in the Holy Spirit. The Greek word that Jesus uses for power, it's, the, the Greek word is it's called dunamis. And it, it really just means might. It means strength. It means force. Uh, it's actually where we get our English word dynamite from. But it's the explosive dynamic power of God. And the Holy Spirit wants to immerse us in it. He wants to baptize in, uh, us in it. He wants to cover us in it. He wants it for us. Not just for us, but for us to reach others. And this is an important point. The baptism gives us the power to be his witnesses, to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ for the benefit of others who need to hear. He puts us on mission. That's what Holy Spirit does. So this is a great responsibility. And the Holy Spirit knows and God knows how can we take the message of Jesus to the world in our own strength and in our own wisdom and with our own creativity? Well, he knows the answer is that we can't. We'll fail. We won't do a very good job. And so that's why he told the disciples, wait until he comes. But when he comes, it's go time. It's such a great responsibility that we've been given, but it's such a comfort also to know that the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to carry it out. Meaning God doesn't give us a job to do without the gas in our tank to do it. He gives us the ability to get it done. Why would anybody, why would any believer, why would anybody who loves Jesus want to live without the power of the Holy Spirit? Why? I encourage everybody today, you've got to go all the way. Don't just get saved and come and stand in our tank and get water baptized. Those are two amazing things to do, a, a beautiful, powerful things to do. 
But if we go all the way, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've ever felt like you wanted to be closer to God, if you ever felt like you wanted to experience more, that somehow in your spiritual walk, you feel like there must be more than this. The Holy Spirit is the more. He is the answer that you're looking for. So just to recap, remember, I'm talking about something that's different than salvation. That the Holy Spirit baptism is for you. And lastly, it's for you to reach others with the message of Jesus. I wanted to read one last scripture as we close today. Luke chapter 11, verses 11 to 13. It says, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? He's wanting to give it to us. It's a gift that Jesus stressed uh, on us to, to receive. Stay. Don't, do the don't try to do the Great Commission until he arrives. I wanted to say this too, that there's three words that I try to help people with uh, uh, in understanding what to do as we're seeking the baptism, as we're, as we're, as we're, we're wanting something more in our lives, a deeper connection. And I, I hope I leave this with you and I hope these three words might be beneficial to you. Faith, seek, and surrender. And what I mean by that is this. Faith, meaning I have to have the faith to believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for me. I have to believe that Jesus said it was important and that it's a gift that he wants me to have. I have to believe that by faith. It's an important first step to receive. Second is the word seek. You have to seek after it. If it, I have not because I have not asked for it, right? I have not because, you, you know, you have not because you haven't asked for it, the Bible says. How many people who, who could use the power of the Holy Spirit, who desperately need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, never seek it, never ask for it, never go after it. Listen, knock, ask, seek. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. It says, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So ask and seek for it. And lastly, surrender. There must be a surrendering in our lives. The more that we surrender our pride, the more that we surrender everything that we are to him and open up our hearts, our minds to him, the more that he can come in. And so surrender is a key, key thing in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Surrender more of yourself. Like John said, uh, uh, he must become greater and I must become less. And that is one of the great things that leads to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So keep those three words in mind, faith, seek, and surrender. And I encourage us all today, if you have not received 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Pray about it. Go after it. Ask God in your own personal prayer time that he would bless you and fill you. He is faithful and wants to give you this gift. So thank you today so much. If you've watched right till the end of this sermon and you don't understand what I'm talking about and the baptism of the Holy Spirit seems a little bit far-fetched to you, it might be because you haven't taken step number one. You need to be saved. You need salvation. You can't be baptized in the Holy Spirit until you're saved. And it's always the first step. Salvation, water baptism, and spirit baptism. And so if you're here today and you feel like your life could use something, if you want to know God, if you want to experience his fullness and his life and his forgiveness and his power, ask the Lord Jesus to come into your life. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to change you. And he will. So God bless you today. Go to our website if you want to reach us. All of our emails are there at spcfamily.ca. And we are thrilled to help you in any way that we can. Thank you so much. Let's pray together as we close. Father, thank you today so much. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. And thank you, Lord, for loving us enough to give us the Holy Spirit that you want to make us better, better versions of ourselves, stronger, Lord, more free, Lord, more anointed to do your work. Thank you. I pray, Lord, for everyone that is watching this and hears this sermon today and any other day that someone may watch, that the presence of the Holy Spirit would grip someone's heart and that somebody, Lord, would be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. Lord, Every hungry heart you said you would fill. So I ask this in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness and your goodness. We love you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. God's people said amen. Amen. Join us next week. We have a great guest. Pastor Jason Luscombe is going to be with us. And uh, he is going to speak on Pentecost Sunday and encourage you and challenge you to go after God and go after the Holy Spirit. And he's going to share that story with us. So join us next week and uh, we'll enjoy Jason together. So God bless you. See you then. You have been listening to the Stovall Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stovall Pentecostal Church, including events, ministries, and service time, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. You can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast store, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.